0: M S W Media. Big shout out today to Helix Sleep. Take their two-minute sleep quiz and they'll match it to a mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to HelixSleep.com/slash dailybeans and use code HelixPartner. Welcome to The Daily Beans for Monday, October 2nd, 2023. Today, the Democrats swoop in and save the day by passing a continuing resolution to keep the government funded, but not before the Putin caucus strips Ukrainian funding. January 6th, fugitive Christopher Worrell has been captured, and you'll never guess where they found him. Scott Hall becomes the first Fulton County defendant to flip. The police chief who led that raid on the Marion County, Kansas newspaper has been suspended. An arrest has been made in the 1996 murder of Tupac Shakur. And no, I don't care about Rep Jamal Bowman pulling a fire alarm. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Uh, Hey, Dana. Happy Monday. (laughs) Happy Monday to
1: you. Some of these headlines just don't even seem real these days.
0: Mm, Yeah. And let's, let's just get this out of the way. okay? During the chaos created by the Republicans ahead of a potential government shutdown this weekend, it appears Rep. Jamal Bowman pulled a fire alarm trying to get out of the Cannon office building across the street from the Capitol so he could go and vote. Republicans are calling for his arrest under Title 18 U.S. Code Section 1512C2, obstructing an official proceeding. Now, having not seen the full video myself, it appears that he pulled the alarm on the wall to open a door that's normally open because of some remodeling stuff going on in the Cannon Tunnel to the Capitol. Now, the temporary sign on the door says, emergency exit only, push until alarm sounds, three seconds. Door will unlock in 30 seconds. Now, because the actual footage hasn't been released, we don't know if he tripped the alarm by pushing the door and then pulled the alarm on the wall to get the door to unlock or or if he thought he had to pull the alarm to get the door to open, or whether he was officially trying to obstruct the vote. Whether you think this is stupid or not, I'm pretty sure he was not trying to delay the vote or obstruct an official proceeding. And according to AOC, the alarm goes off in the Cannon building, but not the Capitol, which is across the street. And of course, Republicans are calling this an insurrection. And that's just fucking stupid. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Fine him five hundred dollars. It's whatever a misdemeanor for pulling a false fire alarm, even though it was a mistake. But whatever. Move on. Like, it's whatever.
1: (laughs) I agree. And I am obsessed with this story, by the way. (laughs) And okay, check this out. A man who prosecutors say ordered the 1996 killing of rapper Tupac Shakur was arrested and charged with murder. All right. Dwayne Davis has been uh, has long been known to investigators as one of four suspects identified early in the investigation. He isn't the accused gunman, but was described as the group's ringleader by authorities Friday as a news conference and in court. In Nevada, you can be charged with the crime, including murder, if you help someone commit the murder. And this is a quote. Dwayne Davis was the shock caller for this group of individuals that committed this crime. This is from Las Vegas Police Homicide. Lieutenant Jason Johansson went on to say, and he orchestrated the plan that was carried out. Authorities said Friday that Davis's own public comments revived the investigation. He admitted in interviews and in his 2019 tell memoir, and I quote, Compton Street Legend is the name of his memoir, that he provided the gun used in the drive-by shooting. So I just, I, I, we never, I don't know if we ever thought that they were going to find uh, anyone involved in this case that they'd be able to arrest. So I'm, I'm fascinated by this.
0: So we're going to see what happens. Yeah, almost thirty years later, man, unbelievable. Um, yep. All right. Well, is it thirty or forty? I can't. How old am I? I don't even know what's today. I forget. Uh, if I was still <laughs> writing checks, I'd be putting nineteen ninety-six on the on the dateline. I think so. that, I think that's twenty-seven years then. Twenty-seven. Okay. Twenty-seven years. Almost thirty. I was right. <laughs> yeah. 30 years. Okay. Man. Yeah. I am also fascinated. Um. And it's going to be interesting to see if he. Turns anybody else in or or what the deal is, but uh, we'll be following that closely. All right. We have a lot of news to get to from over the weekend, obviously. So let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right. From the Times, Congress narrowly averted a government shutdown on Saturday as the House in a stunning turnabout approved a stopgap plan to keep the federal government open until mid-November. After Senate passage, Biden signed the bill shortly before midnight. In a rapid fire sequence of events on the Hill, a coalition of House Democrats and moderate Republicans voted to pass a plan that would keep money flowing to the government agencies and provide billions of dollars for disaster relief recovery efforts. The bill did not include money for Ukraine, despite a push for it by the White House and members of both parties in the Senate. But House Democrats embraced the plan anyway, seeing it as the most expedient way to avoid a widespread government disruption. Speaker McCarthy, who had for weeks brushed off demands to work with Democrats on a spending solution, outlined the proposal for Republicans in a closed door meeting Saturday morning and then rushed to get it to the floor under special procedures that meant it could only pass with substantial Democratic help. Ultimately, it was scores of Republicans who voted to shut down the government. But the measure was approved on a vote of 335 to 91, with 209 Democrats and only 126 Republicans voting in favor and 90 Republicans and one Democrat voting no. After a failed effort on Friday to win enough Republican votes to avoid the shutdown, McCarthy was out of choices. If he wanted to prevent a politically and economically damaging shutdown, he put the bill on the floor without certainty it could pass. In a statement after Senate passage of the bill, Biden called it good news for the American people and added, I fully expect the Speaker will keep his commitment to the people of Ukraine and secure passage of the support needed to help Ukraine at this critical moment. But here's the thing, Dana, it's not just about funding for Ukraine. The comptroller of the Pentagon sent a letter to both House leaders saying this is also about replenishing our own stockpiles and failing to fund that would damage national security and military readiness. But sadly, I think that's exactly what the Putin caucus in the House wants. Now, Matt Gates is saying he's going to draw up a resolution to oust Speaker McCarthy with his 72 hour notice because he had the rule 72 hour notice, which is why he was mad that the stopgap funding continuing resolution passed without a 72-hour vote notice because they all agreed to that. The Republicans did when they had, took 15 tries to make Speaker McCarthy the Speaker of the House. <laughs> but he's saying he's he's given his notice and he could there could be a vote to oust him as Speaker as early as Monday. And um, one of the whip leaders for the Democratic Party said, be ready, Dems, as soon as Monday, because we have to caucus and figure out what we're going to do, in, you know, about a potential resolution to to vacate the speakership. And, you know, this is all after some moderate Republicans are now threatening to oust Gates from Congress pursuant to the House ethics investigation into him for sex trafficking a minor. Now, I remember during the speaker vote when Gates failed to vote for McCarthy and his colleagues nearly beat the shit out of him. Remember the guy lunged at him? Oh, I do. He had to grab him by the face. Someone pulled him (laughs) back by the face. Hold him back. And then somebody got right up into Gates's face and whispered something, which was probably like, if you don't play ball, we're going to oust you, you know. But ultimately, that resulted in Gates voting for McCarthy on the 15th try. Well, whatever they threatened him with could come to pass if he calls for McCarthy's ouster this week. Uh, What a shit show.
1: It absolutely is. All right. This is from PBS NewsHour. We've been talking about the story for months now. The police chief who led a highly criticized raid of a small Kansas newspaper has now been suspended. As the mayor confirmed that to the Associated Press on Saturday, Marion Mayor Dave Mayfield in a text said he suspended Chief Gideon Cody on Thursday. Now, he declined to discuss his decision further and did not say whether Cody would still be paid. Interesting. Voice messages and emails from the AP seeking comment from Cody's lawyers. Those were not immediately returned. The August 11th searches of the Marion County's records office and the homes of its publisher and a city council member. They've been sharply criticized, putting Marion at the center of a debate over the press protections offered by the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. Well, Cody's suspension is a reversal, by the way, for the mayor, who previously said he would wait for results from a state police investigation before taking action. Vice Mayor Ruth Herbell, whose home was also raided on August 11th, praised Cody's suspension as, and I quote, the best thing that can happen to Marion right now, as a central Kansas town of about 1,900 people still struggle to move forward under the national spotlight. She said, We can't duck our heads until it goes away because it's not going away until we do something about it. Again, that was from Herbell. Now, Cody has said little publicly since the raids other than posting a defense of them on the police department's Facebook page. In court documents, he filed to get search warrants. He argued that he had probable cause to believe the newspaper and her bell, whose home was also raided, had violated state laws against identity theft or computer crimes. Well, the raids came after a local restaurant owner accused the newspaper of illegally accessing information about her specifically. Now, a spokesman for the agency that maintains those records has said the newspaper's online search that a reporter did was likely legal, likely legal, even though the reporter needed personal information about the restaurant owner that a tipster provided to look up her driving record. This was all about that DUI. Now, the newspaper's publisher, Eric Meyer, has said the identity theft allegations simply provided a convenient excuse for the search after his reporters had been digging for background information on Cody, who was appointed this summer. Legal experts believe the raid on the newspaper violated a federal privacy law Or a state law shielding journalists from having to identify sources or turn over unpublished material to law enforcement. Video of the raid on the home of publisher Eric Meyer shows how distraught his 98-year-old mother became as officers searched their belongings. I can imagine. Meyer said he believed that stress contributed to the death of his mother. That was also covered. Joan. Joan is her name. And that was a day later. That was a day after the raid. Now, another reporter last month filed a federal lawsuit against the police chief over that same raid.
0: Yeah. So we will keep an eye on this story because more is going to happen. The judge who issued the warrant signed off on the warrant is going to have to answer questions about it. She also has been driving on a suspended license for DUI. No oh boy, it's, um, it's a mess down there. So, but the guy, um, Gideon Cody, is that his name? He's been suspended. So we'll, uh, stay on top of it for you. This is from Ryan Riley over at NBC. The Florida Proud Boy, convicted of assaulting law enforcement officers with pepper gel spray, was captured by the FBI Thursday night after he went on the lam just ahead of his scheduled sentencing last month. Remember this guy, Christopher Worrell? Mm -hmm. He was supposed to turn up for sentencing as a Proud Boy for his role in the riots on January 6th, and he disappeared. And a federal bench warrant was issued for his arrest. Well, he was captured. Quote, when he attempted to covertly return to his home in Naples, Florida. (laughs) Yeah, he went home. Uh, FBI agents quickly surrounded, entered the residence. They discovered the 52-year-old unconscious and immediately provided medical attention. Worrell remains at an area hospital. Night vision goggles, $4,000 in cash, and survivalist gear were found inside Worrell's residence, according to the FBI, which thanked the Collier County Sheriff's Office for their assistance with the arrest. Like, have you checked his house? Yeah. FBI. They'll never find me here! Worrell had been convicted on seven counts at a bench trial before U.S. District Judge Royce Lamberth in May. Prosecutors were seeking a sentence of 14 years in federal prison, which would be among one of the longest sentences given out to January 6 defendants to date. The longest, of course, Enrique Tarrio, got 22 years in federal prison after being convicted of seditious conspiracy. Now, Worrell, prosecutors wrote in their sentencing memo, arrived in D.C. on January 6, quote, ready for battle, wearing body armor and carrying pepper gel spray and a large radio and then spewed vitriol for half an hour at the overwhelmed officers restraining the mob before assaulting them with the pepper spray. When confronted with his conduct at trial, Warrell showed no remorse. Instead, though under oath, he spun falsehood after incredible falsehood in an effort to deflect responsibility and cast himself as a hero intervening to protect the police. He told these lies without shame, prosecutors wrote. Worrell's dishonesty on the stand was only one of many instances where he has apparently lied to benefit himself or escape responsibility for his own misconduct. An attorney for Worrell did not immediately respond to a request for comment from NBC News, although you could probably find him at his house, too, if you
1: want. Oh, man. All right, A.G., this is from Benin at MSNBC. Uh, he's a writer for the Mad Maddow blog, by the way. When Donald Trump was indicted in Fulton County, it was a dramatic development. We all watched it. But the former president wasn't the only one charged in the election interference case. On the contrary, the Republican was one of those 19 co-defendants. Well, as the cases have preceded, the entire list of those charged were pleading not guilty. Well, today, as NBC News reported, that changed. Scott Hall. Scott Hall, one of the 18 defendants charged along with former President Donald Trump for allegedly interfering with the 2020 presidential election results in Georgia, pleaded guilty to the charges against him. Friday, Hall is the first defendant to enter a plea in that case. Now, it's probably fair to say that Hall does not have a household name. Obviously, I never heard of him. Uh, But as the original Fulton County indictment made clear, he's a local bail bondsman. Okay, as Atlanta Journal-Constitution reported, he was indicted, and this is a quote, in connection with the breach of sensitive voting data in Coffee County in South Georgia. He had been charged with racketeering and six counts of conspiracy. Well, under the terms of his plea agreement, Hall pleaded guilty to two counts of conspiracy to commit election fraud, conspiracy to commit computer theft, conspiracy to commit computer trespass, conspiracy to commit computer invasion of privacy, and conspiracy to defraud the state. As NBC News reported, they added, under the terms of the deal, he's being sentenced to five years probation and agreed to testify truthfully in this case and all further proceedings. So first one to flip. Joyce Vance, a former federal prosecutor and an MSNBC legal analyst, noted in response to the news that Hall and Sidney Powell, by the way, were allegedly, and I quote, in the thick of things regarding a Coffee County scheme involving voting machines. With this in mind, Vance concluded that if Hall is now cooperating, it could be a really bad sign for the controversial attorney, Sidney Powell. Well, Barb McQuaid, another former federal prosecutor and friend of the show, who's also an MSNBC legal analyst, was thinking along those same lines. And she said the dominoes are beginning to fall.
0: Mm, Yeah. And don't forget, Scott Hall participated in a 63 minute phone call with Jeffrey Clark, who just lost his bid to remove to federal court, along with those three fraudulent electors who said, well, you know, we were duly elected federal, you know, electors. So you, you have to remove our case to federal court. Yeah. Ha ha ha. No. Nope. <laughs> Judge McAfee denied them all and also denied a couple of uh, of uh, Meadows's, you know, bids to dismiss. And it, like, we're going to go over all of it, all of it, on this Wednesday's cleanup up on Aisle 45 with me and Pete truck so you don't want to miss that meadows is you right what, what I think the plural should be medai the meadows is the meadows is the meadows is case medai the medai case med-i. <laughs> med-i. Well there's only <laughs> been one right so yeah <laughs> uh, we don't know what the plural of meadows is is uh, uh, but you know we should probably figure it out it's not really plural It's possessive isn't it yeah i'm
1: just yeah it was a bad joke it was a dad joke
0: it was hey all dad jokes are great jokes that's all true. right. We have a lot of good news to get to. If you have some good news to send us, you can do it by going to dailybeanspod.com and clicking on contact. We'll be right back with it. Stick around.
2: We'll right
0: Y'all know the night I switched to my Helix mattress, I drifted into the most serene slumber. I love sleep. It is uncanny how it seems tailored just for me. I love my Helix mattress. My nights and mornings are better now than ever thanks to Helix. Just go to helixsleep.com dailybeans, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life, and you'll get 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows. Helix sleep offers an exceptional lineup of 20 different mattresses from the award-winning Lux collection to the newly introduced Helix Elite collection which i know is going to win all the awards each is carefully designed to accommodate everyone including big and tall sleepers and even kids with everyone having unique sleeping patterns and you know different ways to to snooze and slumber helix provides a variety of models for different sleep positions and preferences their quick and easy quiz ensures you'll find the perfect match in under 2 minutes and the chosen mattress will be shipped right to your door free of charge My mattress is the Helix Midnight, which is perfect for folks like me who sleep on our side and prefer a medium firm bed. This is the best mattress I've ever slept on head and shoulders. There's no contest. I will never go back to a different mattress brand. So say goodbye to mattress stores forever. Experience the comfort and support of your selected mattress with a 100 night in-home trial backed by a reassuring 10 or 15 year warranty, depending on the model. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for listeners. Just go to helixsleep.com/dailybeans and use code HELIXPARTNER. This is their best offer yet and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Good news. Good news. And if you have any good news, confessions, corrections, you want to play What the Mutt or Find the Cat or where I guess what kind of horse you have, which we call What the Hequine, uh, or if you want to send frog orgy pictures or baby photos or pay your pod pet tax to us. And if you don't have pod pet tax to pay, you can give a shout out to an adoptable pet in your area or a small business in your area that could use a shout out or your small business or a shout out to a loved one or somebody that you know that's amazing uh, or yourself because you're amazing. Send it all to us dailybeanspod.com. And just click on contact. All right, first up, Dana from Teresa, pronoun she and her. Hello, ladies. I've been listening to your podcast for about a year or so, and it always makes me smile. I just wanted A.G. to know that her tweet about my congressman, Bob Good, made me laugh so hard that I scared the dog. (laughs) (laughs) Can confirm. He is, in fact, a huge asshole. He is one of those God guns and babies Republicans who makes me want to scream. He likes to send out a yearly summary to his constituents of his accomplishments over the last year, which largely consists of letting us know how many constituent emails he responded to as well as bills he authored that never made it out of committee because they're stupid. (laughs) I love Teresa. (laughs) He spends all of his time bitching about Biden's wide open borders and wants to shut down the government until the borders closed. It's too bad that Virginia's Fifth District has so many red counties that it'll be hard to get rid of him. But I try to stay positive. For pet tax, here's our two senior kitties, Nugget, a fluffy tuxedo boy and Waimea pronounced Waimea oh I got it our sweet tabby girl and our rescue pup Stone who we brought home at the end of February of this year feel free to see how many of Stone's 17 breeds you can guess well that's all oh of them. that's all of them isn't it
1: Stone also looks upset about having 17 breeds, by the way,
0: because you can see this picture. Okay. I haven't gotten to Stone's picture yet because I am I am transfixed by the tuxedo belly that I want to pet. All right, let's see here. Oh. That describes both of us.
1: I skipped right to the dog.
0: Stone. He's very so cute. concerned. He is. So Sharpe. Boxer. Uh Lab. Sharpe, Boxer, Lab. There's 17 in here. Oh my God. I don't God. know. Beagle, Pitbull. Chow Chow. Um, Pibble Chihuahua. Yeah. Why not?
1: Staffy. Dachshund
0: I'm Sure. Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: Ridgeback. So I
2: don't
0: know. Many. <laughs> Let's see what we've oh got. My God. Staffy, Pitbull. Okay. Roddy. Yep. Boxer. Boxer. Cocker Spaniel, we didn't get. Brittany, we didn't get. Labrador. English Springer Spaniel, we didn't get. Golden Retriever, we didn't get. Chow Chow. chow. Collie, we didn't get. Australian Cattle Dog, nope. German Shepherd, nope. Australian Shepherd, nope. Chihuahua, nope. American Eskimo Dog. Oh, I I said Chihuahua at the end. Oh, you said Chihuahua? (laughs) And Blue Tick Coon Hound. Looks like we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's pretty good.
1: i think this is hysterical because you know when you look at a recipe and there's like 85 ingredients but you know they go in the order of what comes the most inside (laughs) the food and like the last two ingredients are like red number five and dye number six and i feel like (laughs) that's what the chihuahua was in this dog like at some
0: point or something you've never heard of like a blue tick coonhound there you go so adorable though what a sweet baby all right all right you want to take the next two
1: Sure. This is from Anonymous Pronouns. She and her update on kitten overload. I sent you a picture a couple weeks ago when they were first born. Look at these fuzzy balls of fur now. Oh, they're so cute.
0: Oh, my Isn't God. That Isn't that the best kit cat- uh, They're little tails. <laughs> That's my kitten
1: impression. Uh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. If someone's looking around their house. I know if they have this on, some cat's like... All right. This is from Lisa G. Pronouns she and her. Hey, ladies! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! You all are the best beans queens ever. Thanks so much for giving our nonprofit Blue Wave Postcards Movement a recent shout out for over five million Get Out the Vote postcard milestone. Our all volunteer team deeply appreciated the love and got a little teary eyed, honestly, from your warmth, of course, but also because we're waking up in a cold sweat over the state of democracy. We're trying to manage sleepless nights with decisive action. Blue Wave just launched our last 2023 postcard campaign. to get out the vote message to 200,000 young BIPOC and women voters in Virginia. With all 140 seats up for grabs in the Virginia House and Senate, we're urging them to get to the polls in November or early vote now, please, to protect their rights and reproductive care and so much more. If any of your FAB listeners want to help, have them visit our website, which is bluewavepostcards.org and order card kits. Honestly, we make the postcarding super easy to do, and we do it all at cost. Did I mention we're all volunteers? For our pet tags, meet Dr. Who, Adrienne's other cat, who was helping her divide postcards into kits to send to our writers, have also included a photo of most of us, our core team at Bears Ears National Lakeshore. Now, we had been on our first team retreat in Ning's Place, Blue Wave's founder, by the way, outside of Traverse City, Michigan.
0: You're going to get a correction on that.
1: Oh, Traverse City. <laughs> yeah. Traverse
0: Traverse. Watch. It's probably Traverse. Watch. Well, I'm probably wrong.
1: Okay. For the record, it said Traverse City, but she's probably right. Traverse City, Michigan. And thanks again for all you do. These, are What a great looking team, first of all. And this cat is ready to go with all these postcards.
0: I want to go to Bear's Ears. I really do. Yeah, me too. Yes. Beautiful kitty. Thank you for that. All right, next up, Lisa Moore. Lisa Mia Moore. Aha, uh-huh. she, her. This is a photo of Griffin, my tuxedo kitten, and me listening on the big screen. Love ya. Look at Aww. the baby. Look at the beans in the background. We put the logo up. That's very cool. Thank you for that. Cute. I love kitties. I love tuxedos. Next up, from anonymous pronoun she and her, my kid got married this weekend, and I wanted to share my wedding gift to them. I worked many hours on this cake and the cupcakes. And had help from one of my other kids, a G-Kids, and a good friend. Decorating cakes is my labor of love for my family. Oh, wow. wow. Are those icing
1: flowers? Look at these succulents that are made out of icing or maybe fondant. They're Frosting. gorgeous.
0: Whoa. Okay. Damn. That is impressive. You need to be on some sort of great British bake-off or something. Yeah, is this beautiful. is
1: spectacular. So I think, and I might be wrong, but the succulents on the cake are fondant, or some of them are fondant, to hold their shape, even though that could be icing. And these cupcakes are tiny little succulents with icing, and they're beautiful.
0: Yeah, and mums and roses, just gorgeous. Love it. Wow. Indeed.
1: Hmm. Okay, this one next is, this one next, you heard me. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Uh, This next one, recovering Republican, registered independent, no pronouns given. Just a quick thank you for getting me into the world of podcasts. I heard an ad for the Daily Beans. News was swearing and was intrigued enough to give it a try. That was back in January of this year. And since then, I've added Jack, Clean Up on Isle 45, as well as Pod Save America, Legal AF, and Talking Feds. You know, those are all somewhat (laughs) liberal-leading and particularly noteworthy as I'm recovering Republican. I don't always agree with you two, but I always enjoy your shows and you have helped me look at things in a different light. Thanks for keeping me informed and helping me expand my thought horizons. Well, Recovering Republican, welcome to the family. And I appreciate what you said. I don't always agree with you, but I enjoy the show. And you know what? You're opening your mind. AG and I don't always agree with each other. What are you going to (laughs) do?
0: Shut up. No. Yeah, no, that's a heck of a slate, right? Pod Save, Legal and AF. And this will be my last show, everyone. It's
1: been a good run. Thank you so much for joining me.
0: <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah, Pod Save. Legal AF is a Midas touch joint. Talking Feds is our pal Harry Littman. Always has amazing guests on. I'm like, how'd you get that guest? And, um, again, thanks for listening to, to the MSW media pods as well. That's, that's a really good, yeah, that's the thing. There's a lot of facts, of course, you know, sometimes we don't always agree on the analysis or our opinions about things, but facts are facts, right? So we appreciate you and thank you so much. Uh, you probably disagree with me on the, on the fire alarm thing. That's cool. You know, whatever, (laughs) whatever whatever your position is on that. Uh, And here's, you know what, Dana, here's the thing. If he had, if he, with intent pulled that fire alarm to stop the vote then okay we can have a different conversation but i just don't i don't see it
1: yeah um, but to call it an insurrection like this is where i struggle you know i just can't mm-hmm. i can't it's such bullshit
0: yeah they want him arrested they want his mugshot taken they want him to put be put in the same jail as the january 6th writers yeah come on guys it's a fire yeah. alarm. Uh, all right. That is our show. Thank you so much. Thanks to everybody for your wonderful, wonderful good news submissions. If you have anything you want to send us, do it now. Like stop what you're doing and send it in. Just go to dailybeanspod.com and click on contact and you'll be able to fill out the little form. And uh, I want some cake now. Uh, now, that <laughs> now that we've seen this cake I know. made by the anonymous uh, submission there. That's just absolutely gorgeous. And the uh, 17 breed dog is pretty fantastic, too. But these these were all wonderful (laughs) submissions. Uh, The look on his face, honestly, is what did it for me. Yeah. Do you have any uh, final thoughts before we get out of here? Nah, why? I mean, what's the point? (laughs) Your face, your face
1: is so funny. I mean, we're on Zoom, but I can still see you like, what is happening over there? I have no final thoughts for today. Maybe I'll have some for tomorrow. (laughs) i need well, a drink yeah. i had a very i i, I didn't sleep last if night I'm I lucky a, i had a great show in minneapolis last night with the hrc gala and then i got up at, at four o'clock in the morning to catch a flight back and so i'm a little bit uh a little slap happy
0: ah uh, no makes sense love minneapolis though and thanks for the good work you're doing over there um, my pleasure the human rights campaign is so so hugely important um, yeah, I'm I'm in D.C. I'm going to be starting to meet with lawmakers about funding Ukraine and uh, why the hell we haven't done that already. And hopefully we can get uh, we can get that money back up on the table, about three hundred million dollars of it. So amazing. All right, everyone. And if I happen to see Tommy Tuberville, I'll give him the what for. Don't worry. Thank you, everybody. Good. We'll be back in your ears tomorrow. Uh, until then, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. Vote blue over Q. And take everyone you know with you. Virginia, we're looking at you, kid. Early voting starts now. That's right. It has been going on for a minute. All of the seats are up, so go and vote early. All right, I've been A.G. And I've been D.G. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill, with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane